you are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my fantastic co-host, Marcus Mosher. You could follow him at Marcus underscore Mosher. Just in case you forget, all show long, our names will be under our live stream here. We are finally up and running on YouTube. We are we are locked on official, baby. So please join us. Um, you can catch me and Marcus on here every Monday and Thursday. Uh, then we've got Matt and Ryan every Tuesday and Wednesday. So uh, now you get to watch us in the flesh. But if not, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to your podcast. Don't miss a show. We're going to get you through this fantastic football season. It is Thursday, Marcus. Week one, it is a wrap. We are done and we are on to week two for a lightning uh, type of matchup here on Thursday night football between the Washington football team and New York giants. Are you ready? If you're not watching on YouTube right now, you can't see my face, but I am so (laughs) excited. Uh, First and foremost, Kate, I think the people that are watching this on YouTube would be a little bit shocked that directly behind you is not a Zach Moss Jersey, uh, (laughs) but instead a Najee Harris Jersey. First and foremost, good, good job there. I like it. And I went, I went with the old school Alabama flex. Yeah. Uh, just giving a shout out to that alma mater. So uh, his alma mater, not my alma mater. Uh, we're not biased to, at all. You can't, you can't tell that we're biased at all of our jerseys in the background, right? Nope. Uh, no. Uh, all right, Kate. Well, let's get into to some of the news and notes going into week two. Odell Beckham. Uh, not great when a player is already ruled out on Wednesday. However, I do think this is a a unique situation. Kevin Stefanski said uh, they're going to be very careful here. I actually think that the new injured reserve rules tell us a lot because it, in previous seasons, you don't put guys on injured reserve because you don't want to lose them for the entire season. Now teams just throw guys on IR because they know they're only going to be out three weeks and they grab them later. I think Beckham not being on injured reserve tells us that he's going to be playing sooner rather than later. But what's your take on this situation? I do think it's very interesting because if if they wanted to place him on IR, they could have done so last week. But it seemed like he was maybe trending towards playing. Maybe. Uh, he yep. he was rolled out last week um, after being you know questionable leading up to the game. Eventually ruled out on Sunday. But the fact that he's ruled out this early this week, uh, maybe they do just want to give him a little extra time heading into week three. But uh, this injury, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. being ruled out, uh, paired with a very juicy matchup this week. We will we will talk about this juicy matchup when we get to our deep plays of the week. But I, I think that hopefully this means we're trending in the right direction. But uh, regardless, Baker Mayfield looked really confident, really uh, poised. He looks he yeah. looks good. Um, and if if we don't see Odell Beckham returned to the field. I think this does mean that we've got a streamable tight end in David and Joku. Surprise. Uh, I would also say I'm actually encouraged long-term about Odell Beckham now, because I think in previous teams and resumes uh, or regimes, excuse me, uh, teams would just put out Odell Beckham saying, Hey, he's 80% and 80% Odell Beckham is better than most receivers in the league. I think the Browns have a good long-term perspective here. Like, 
we want Odell to be 100% healthy. We're not going to risk him. And even if he is 100% healthy, we're going to be very careful not to, to re-injure him. So it sucks for dynasty players, fantasy football players, not to have him right now. But I think, Kate, once we get into, let's say, week five, week six, week seven, you're going to see him completely back. And I think that's good news. Um, let's move on to a different topic. The Raiders offensive line. Oof, oof, oof. Um, they've had some bad luck already with injuries. Richie Incognito, their left guard, he's basically missed all of training camp, all of preseason, missed week one. I don't expect him to play in week two with a calf injury. Denzel Good was their right guard. Uh, he tore his ACL, actually played 10 snaps on his torn ACL on Monday night. Uh, oh, geez. A, I didn't know he was yeah, yeah. He was still playing. That's always so impressive, especially, gosh, at, at the size you have to be for offensive guard. I, I Wow. He, he tore impressive. it, came back in in the second half, played a couple snaps, and then couldn't move, so they, they pulled him. So, um, And then Josh Jacobs, Kate. Josh Jacobs. Uh, I saw on Wednesday he was listed on the injury report with everything. That, that was the injury designation. <laughs> everything. Uh, John Gruden said he's dealing with a toe injury. He sprayed his ankle. His body is really, really sore. He's going to play in week two, but he's certainly going to be compromised. How concerned are you about Josh Jacobs? I am super concerned uh, for Josh Jacobs. Obviously, he saved your day with the two touchdowns mm-hmm. in week one. Thank goodness, because if not, we would have been looking at a very disappointing fantasy football performance. Uh, I think we saw a lot in week one, even though it wasn't the best you know, matchup for this, this offensive line for uh, really anybody here in the Raiders system. The issue for me comes down to Josh Jacobs. And uh, again, once again, this is the perennial uh, concern for him is that he's, he doesn't got the upside as a receiver. Like that's an issue. Uh, And we saw Kenyon Drake at five targets and you did see as Josh Jacobs continued to be hobbled throughout the game, you saw Kenyon Drake get more and more involved. I'm not touching Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to be a liability uh, unless they, they take the time and let him rest up. I worry that he's going to be a liability for fantasy teams all season long. I kind of just wish the Raiders would not play him this week. They're coming off a short week anyway with the mm-hmm. offensive line injuries. I know why they're going to keep him in there is because he's a good pass protector and they're going to feel like they need him on the field to help Derek Carr. Um, but man, but every like time he was on the field, every time he was on the field in week one, uh, you, you saw him scamper off and it looked like he probably wasn't going to return back to the field. Yeah. He, he kept returning, but I never like that feeling when I see a, you know, a running back or a wide receiver run off the field, uh, you know, like uh, kind of limping and just look. Oh, you can tell his body is sore. Up. It was like me waking up in the morning, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> as, as I'm aging, I'm starting to feel what probably Josh Jacobs feels as after, you know, pounding into all of these defensive linemen. That's what I'm feeling. <laughs> uh, one more quick thing. Uh, Giants are not expected to unleash Saquon here in week two against the Washington football team. Uh, Devontae Booker saw a lot of snaps last week. Are you surprised? No, uh, I've, I've had these concerns. Uh, again, it's not to say that Saquon Barkley isn't going to be, uh, you know, an asset to your rosters all season long, but I do think we need to be a little bit concerned, uh, and, and, you know, 
what are we going to do with him in our lineups? Like, what is your cutoff for Saquon Barkley? Where do you have him ranked this week? Because I have him ranked uh, outside of my top 24. I have him right around the 27 mark. I worry about the touch totals. It's not, even though it's the Giants, uh, I I don't think it's an overly friendly matchup. I don't think there's going to be tons of scoring opportunity. I think he's going to be pretty touchdown dependent in this outing. Any any thoughts, especially coming off a it's a short week. So what do you what are you doing with Saquon this week? What are your expectations? If you drafted Saquon, you kind of have to play him, right? Like you, you kind of knew this going in that the first month of the season was going to be like this. I think you still play him as a flex play or a RB2 because there's always a chance that he has one reception for 75 yards and a touchdown, right? But to think that he's gonna give you you know RB1 production if you took him like seventh or eighth in your redraft or you traded a bunch for him this offseason uh, i just don't see it kate i, I think i'm i'm kind of out on saquon this week but you really you don't have a choice you have to play him uh all right let's take a quick break so i can tell you guys about rockauto.com it's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Kate, let's talk a little bit about Ravens running back Tyson Williams, who I thought played pretty well in week one. Uh, the Ravens did add Devontae Freeman to the active roster. They have Latavius Murray. Trenton Cannon actually got signed by the 49ers. But uh, those are the three running backs. Are you buying the dip on Tyson Williams? I I worry uh, just because of name value. I know there's – I feel like – Folks are either going to go uh, one way or the other here. They're either going to want to sell, uh, quote unquote, sell high, or there are going to be folks, uh, you know, sort of sort of panicking here. I'm kind of feeling in between. So I'm in this awkward spot where I don't think I'm going to be willing to give up enough uh, to to get him, but I'm also not not sure I'm ready to sell him yet. So I'm in this very awkward spot in, in my dynasty teams, but I think it's going to be a confusing year just all around. So we have Latavius Murray, as you mentioned, Devonta Freeman was uh, activated to the, the active roster. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be an ugly, ugly season from the running back perspective. Do I think they're going to put up points? Yes. The Baltimore Ravens running backs score points. That is what they do. Uh, there's hardly any any system outside of maybe uh, the 49ers rushing attack that is more friendly to a running back. But John Harbaugh came right out and said it. He's like, we want to use all of these running backs. You get you get a carry, you get a carry, you get a carry. Like, it, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really, really tough to predict this backfield on a week-to-week yeah. basis. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not inclined to buy Tyson Williams. Uh, right now, I, I checked on some trades from Dynasty League Football over the last two days, which I feel like at this point, we've sort of known, mm-hmm. we, we've we had an idea that this is going to be a confusing backfield here. Tyson Williams, 
for a 2022 second rounder and 2022 fifth rounder. Which side would you rather have? I'd rather have the second round pick because I just saw a quote right before we jumped on from Greg Roman. He said the days of us having a bell cow running back are over. Um, even if he, I mean, even if he gets, I don't know, 50% of the backfield work, like is 15 touches going to be enough to make him relevant for or the rest of the season? Maybe, but not long-term, right? Like Gus Edwards is coming back obviously next year, JK Dobbins. So basically it's a one-year rental for a guy that's never going to get a ton of touches. I'd take the second round pick. Uh, same. And it, here's the issue too with Tyson Williams is I think with this, this scenario right here and just the, the way they're approaching this backfield for 2021 Tyson Williams, I'm, if everything goes well, I'm projecting him to be kind of like a Gus Edwards and sure. yes. Gus Edwards, he was uh, flexible and a good matchup. Low end RB two, if you need him, yeah, and and that's fantastic. Those are necessary pieces for your dynasty roster, but uh, not not the ceiling play. Let's do one more trade, Tyson Williams. I think I know uh, which side you're rolling with, but Tyson Williams or Michael Carter. This is this is selling low on Michael Carter, folks. Yeah, selling yeah, low. That's Michael Carter all day, right, Kate? All day yeah. long, and. Uh, not to say that that Tyson Williams and like honestly they could they could probably without confusing the Jets backfield is this season they might even finish in a similar range uh, when it comes to your end of season rankings but I'm just gonna take the the ceiling play there with Carter uh, and and play it by a year. I agree. Um, how about another guy we need to watch heading into Week Two? Will Fuller returning from he's suspension? Back. Oh, he's back, baby. The Miami Dolphins came out with the win in week one. Tua looked good. Uh, he looked decisive. You saw Jalen Waddle come up with the score. Uh, Will Fuller is a guy that's been sort of tossed off to the side in dynasty fantasy football leagues. Uh, are you, is there anything that could happen in this matchup that might bump him up in your dynasty rankings? Cause obviously he's on a one-year deal. He could mm -hmm. get that, that contract this season, barring anything unexpected happening, if he performs, this could be the big year for Will Fuller to become the guy. And we know he's a he's a wide receiver one when he has been the focus of an offense. What are you doing with Will Fuller, or what what are you looking for that might change change where yeah. he lands in your dynasty rankings? So I think the trade window to get Will Fuller is now shut, right? Because he had all off season. I think people who were maybe a little bit down that he was suspended for week one. I think you could have got a little value there. Now it's time because Will Fuller was really, really good last year. Uh, I I, I kind of like him a lot in this offense, and I actually like this matchup a lot against Buffalo uh, because Buffalo has one really good corner, Tredavious White. My guess is he's probably not going to be following Will Fuller. He's probably going to be following Devontae Parker, which means it's time for Will Fuller to dominate Levi Walls, which I think he can. It's a, it's a huge spot for him, and I'm curious to see how often do the Dolphins target him downfield? What kind of target share does he get? And what does it do to Jalen Waddle? Is Waddle just the third receiver on this team? Does Will Fuller kind of the third receiver and is a part-time player? I, I don't know, but I, I'm really excited to see Will Fuller this week. I think he's going to have a nice uh, a nice start to the season. Absolutely. And, I mean, this is a guy, uh, I want to say, in the offseason – was being drafted as like a the wide receiver 35 to 40 in dynasty startups. 
crazy when we know that's mm. the kind of upside that we're working with. And when he's coming off such a hot streak at the end of last season, but um, one more name that I think we need to, to keep an eye on in week two for their dynasty stock watch. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of Christian Kirk, mm. Holy Moses. He came out uh, that, that Arizona Cardinals offense looks absolutely fantastic. Just as electric as, as we would have expected. Christian Kirk is in a contract year. I, are you at all interested in what Christian Kirk is up to? Yeah, because I think he's a talented player. And I think he's been kind of hidden the last couple of years because Larry Fitzgerald has occupied the slot. The ghost of Larry Fitzgerald has played there. And it seems like the Cardinals are moving him around a little bit more. We saw an incredible incredible touchdown grab from him where he tracked the ball back there like Willie Mays. That's a baseball player for you fantasy football nerds out there. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I Listen, I've always been a big Christian Kirk fan. I, I'm not sure it's ever going to happen in Arizona where he becomes a super, super fantasy relevant guy just because DeAndre Hopkins eats up so many of these targets. But I, I like Kirk, and I think, I think he's somebody to get a little bit excited about. Kate, I, I'm looking at his stats right now. Last 18 games, only 800 yards and eight touchdowns. Not great, but I'm thinking this year might be a little bit different. Yeah, especially when he's been sort of competing for for those snaps where we know he's uh, able to play in the field. I, I'm very interested in Christian Kirk and the opportunity within another uh, offensive system potentially could be really yes. huge for his dynasty value. All right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. We are back and better than ever with all eyes now turning to the gridiron as teams are back to Woo! start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. All right, Kate, let's talk about some guys that you should elevate from your bench if you need a flex play this week or somebody that you think is just going to go off. Give me the, the first name that you got. All right, I'm going with Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. A little speedster. Uh, I'm I'm looking for a deep deep roster play. Maybe mm. this is your your swing over the fence because this is a very high upside guy. Uh, maybe maybe you have to play Saquon this week and you're not totally comfortable with that. We know we're expecting a low low uh, low ceiling for Saquon Barkley. Counteract mm. that play with a guy like Anthony Schwartz, who is that kind of swing for the fences play. Um, in week one, played 50% of the snaps, saw five targets, three catches, 69 yards. And as we mentioned earlier, we have Odell Beckham Jr., who is once again out. Um, looking at wide receivers with five or more targets in week one, he ranked fourth in yards per route run. He earned some of that time on the field. And guess what? Now he gets the Houston Texans. I, I think the Texans are just going to be sort of playing in these boat race games uh, nonstop. I do believe in the, the Cleveland Browns offense much more than I do uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I expect this, uh, you know, 
we're going to need, we're going to need, you know, some more, um, you know, it, it, this is going to be more of a boat race ish sort of. I like it. Um, no, Donovan I, I like, Jones. no, I, Anthony Schwartz looked to be, um, the, the guy just in terms of those, those I snaps, I was, I was pretty, pretty impressed to see that he was playing, uh, literally half the team's offensive snaps in week one as a wide receiver. When you do have depth, Rashard Higgins just all but left out of that conversation, barely played last week. So clearly Anthony Schwartz is doing something, um, you know, especially because Rashard Higgins is a guy that I think was pretty valuable to them down the stretch last season after the Odell Beckham Jr. injury. The fact that Anthony Schwartz has already earned snaps over him, I'm I'm pretty impressed, and I think they they like this kid a lot. All right, I'm going to give you a player. I want to see if you can guess it because I can almost guarantee you that you're not going to be able to. So I, I didn't put this one on our, on our show notes just for people. Oh, know. This is a player last week who caught three passes for 49 yards. He saw five targets, and he plays in a game this week that has the highest over-under. Can you guess who this player is? I can't. Um, and it will become apparent uh, when I give my next my next <laughs> name here. Uh, okay. Who is it? How about a guy that's owned in exactly 0.2% of ESPN leagues? What? Jalen Guyton for the Los Angeles Chargers. Let oh me make my gosh. Case. He was Go. actually, he was, he was on my short list of, okay. of players here. Sure. I, I okay. like it. Go, go. <laughs> All right. Um, as you, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see behind me, <laughs> I, I, I host a, a daily Dallas Cowboys podcast for all of you that know. Um, Dallas is secondary, Kate. Not very good. They gave up like 400 yards to Tom Brady and four touchdowns. And since then, they've lost like multiple starters, including Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, they've lost Donovan Wilson, their safety. Um, they are going to be in trouble in this game. And I think Justin Herbert is going to be slinging it all over the yard. Jalen Guyton, one of the fastest players in the NFL, would not be surprised if they connected on a couple deep passes in this game. And also... Bit of a revenge game for Jalen Guyton. He was in the Cowboys practice squad. They cut him. Chargers picked him up. So hey. I think it's a fun little, a fun little pickup this week. Or a guy, if you need just a what the heck flex, I like <laughs> Jalen Guyton. I I don't mind that. Last but not least, I want to cap this off. So this is why I was uh, I was kind of excited for a second because I thought maybe I know who this is. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, my guy. I want to talk about Jalen Rager. Obviously, Ooh, Devonta okay. Smith got off to a really hot start, 71 yards and a touchdown, and he led the team in targets. Fantastic job. Jalen Rager actually ranked second in targets, uh, six, caught all six of them, 49 yards and a touchdown. Um, just looked a bit uh, more comfortable this season sure. than he did last year. Uh, we did see that Zach Ertz might be managing an injury, so I'm not sure if he's playing. It, there's definitely the possibility for limited snaps. Um, just, just a worthwhile consideration for an Eagles team that looks pretty good. And uh, you talk about an injured secondary, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, um, I mean, allowed Jared Goff to do terrible, terrible things to them. <laughs> last week and uh, they have already lost their star cornerback Jason Verrett. I, I think this is going to be an easy game for the, the Philadelphia Eagles to pass on them. Um, I, I think they're going to have their way. Even if the, the 49ers come out on top of this one, I think we can expect 
plenty of passing. And also Jalen Hurts, holy smokes. If we were worried about his completion percentage, any of that, no worries, folks. No worries. Uh, he, he cleared that up in no time. So Jalen Rager is a guy that in, in case of emergency, I'm willing to, to consider in week two. I got one more for you. This is the most gross name, and I've actually thrown him out on this podcast before. What about <laughs> Danny Amendola, Kate? Uh, he actually signed with the Texans like just a couple days before week one. Still, he had a role in that offense. He got five passes for 34 yards and a touchdown. And that was in a game where the Texans dominated the entire time. Like they just weren't in a in a passing game script at all. Now they play the Browns. They're double digit underdogs. I kind of think Amendola might get like eight or nine targets in this game, especially when you consider the Browns are probably going to try to take away Brandon Cooks. It's so gross, but if you need like 10, 11 <laughs> points from a flex, I think Danny Amendola could do it for you. I, especially in PPR leagues, he could be one of those options that, you know, if the Browns are down and they need to just move the ball, um, could be one of those guys that they they just used as a, a chain mover and could rack up those sneaky PPR points that aren't mm-hmm. sexy. Uh, could end up with like six catches for thirty yards, but hey, that's that's nine points right there. It, fantasy hopefully football isn't always yards. pretty. <laughs> hopefully, it's more than four, 30 yards. But fantasy football not always pretty. But I do think that this could be uh, could be an interesting play for for the week. I hate that we're going to close out this podcast with the Mike Tomlin <laughs> quote, but we do not care about style points when it comes to fantasy football, right? Boom. We do not care. Uh, Danny Amendola is not going to be the most stylish player, but I think he's going to get you double-digit points this week. That is it for today's show, our first ever Locked On Dynasty football show on YouTube. As always, you can check us out on the podcast. Like this, Kate's doing a fun little dance. I know you guys can't hear it, but it's really, really bad. Uh, <laughs> but continue to follow us on YouTube. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you next time.